bit of energy there, Jordan. Yeah, what was that? Doesn't even make me want to do the show anymore. Good luck, have fun. Lame. It's uninspiring is the way I would put it. It is. I like talk about if you gave that as a pregame speech, that team's gonna lose. We need we need Jordan coming out of the gate hot. That would never happen though. No. Probably like not. if if Jordan had to give a pregame speech, what would it look like? It wouldn't even exist. Jordan, could you think of something like I can't imagine you in a Dan Campbell style? I would crush this, by the way. You think so? I've been giving pregame speeches and halftime pep talks in video games for 25 years. I this is I have I I live for that moment. All right. So it's halftime. We'll go basketball for you. No, I don't have it. I gotta I gotta feel the team. I can't oh, just do it up. I need to know course. I need to know my team because I gotta talk to people. Oh and I gotta course. let them know what's going on. So you're telling me you can't imagine something for the sake of you just said I'd be great at this. So now yeah. you're telling me that you need to be in the thick of it, which we'll never see. I mean, I could have very easily given one for Liverpool yesterday about how okay, we we're going to need go. the kids there you to go. step what up. Was the, what was the situation? Nil-nil at the half. We already took an injury. We've got nine other guys that are already out, and you're staring across the locker room at a child and a child and a child and a child because all we have on the bench are a bunch of kids that are 20 or below, and we need to lean on those dudes to get out there in the second half and get shit done. We need fresh legs. We're taking off real senior members of this club to bring on youngsters, kids that could be in high school right now. And they stepped on that pitch and they embarrassed a billion dollar team. They took them all the way to extra time, all the way through 28 minutes, and then picked up the goal with literal children on the pitch. It couldn't have been more inspiring. I would have okay. been able to hit every single one of those kids. They so, would have been ready to run through a wall for so me. So do it. We go in at halftime. It's time. Not, it's, we're not starting the show off like this. Why? You 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 just hyped yourself up so heavy. You're telling me you can't give me an emotional, convincing, invigorating halftime speech? No, not right now. It already happened. I need to see, I need to have it in I, I I need to be in it. Look, I've been NCAA football, I'll be able to give you that speech once a week once that game comes back. Because I'll Terribly be hit, disappointed. I'll be going crazy. Terribly disappointed. Kelsey's right. average age was less than Liverpool's. There's no way that's a true statement. So you <laughs> that's won. It's not even close. You won yesterday? We did. We scored with like about a minute and a half to go and I'll call it overtime for you. All right. All it right. was I will... insane. There must be some point. Maybe when we're doing playback. Maybe when we're doing playback, if it's halftime in a specific situation. Oh, I'll, that'd be the that'd be the perfect way to do it. So Especially you'd be if I'm willing, sweating a bet. Yeah, you'd, you'd be willing to. Yeah, okay, we're sweating the bet. You can talk to to to. You know, we're just sweating the money line better, a spread or whatever, right? Yeah. And they're, you know, it it's in reach, but it's not locked up by any stretch. You can come in hot. You can give us something uh, convincing. Without question. Okay. So no doubt in my mind. All right. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm legitimately awaiting this on pins and needles. I want to see how it is. I would also want to see Greg try it. 
It'd be, I'm telling you, I've, I've given this speech a, a million times in my life. Who would give the worst halftime speech that works here? That does content. Hmm. I had an answer for doesn't work here, but. So, yeah. <laughs> I think Ben's would be great, but it would be, it would be threatening. Oh, he would. Yeah. If you don't score this goal, you're getting shipped into the moon. We're going to yeah, shoot you with exactly. a rocket into space. You'll never live. You'll never breathe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Williamson, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, I already have your family locked up. If you want to see them again, you better get your shit together. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, Ben's, Ben's would be incredibly threatening. Hey, welcome be, to this. Because he Because his bets would be on like some fourth division Colombian soccer team. And it's just like, you know what happens if this goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or he's eviscerating a little league baseball team. He'd be like those clips, of, but like for real, those uh, fake sound bites of the manager, like telling the kid he sucks when he comes out, but like yeah. everybody's in on the joke. <laughs> like that's pretty funny, but like, it'd be that for real. Oh, absolutely. And it would, but it, but it wouldn't be sharp. It would be very matter of fact and kind of monotone, but you'd know that if, if he's unhappy, yeah, you're getting sent somewhere. Yeah, I've been, I, I would, I'm, I'm a leader in the clubhouse here for sure. I'm going to be honest. I don't want, you're, you're probably not watching this one right now, but if you are, I apologize for what I'm about to say. I don't think Jake's going to get me pumped. You don't think Jake could, could get you inspired? I don't think so. I think, I think he'd be on the receiving end of good information, but I don't think he could deliver fire me up to run through a wall in I the could second do half. I could do it for sure. Cause I still do it when we play hockey, you know, we're at the, we're, we're in between periods and I'm pissed off, fired up, treating, treating the puck like a hot potato. You know what I mean? Slow it down, boys. Come on. I'll get fired up. I'll All get through your here. vape induced coughing. That actually happened. Well, well, like spitting all over the bench. Welcome to the circuit. I can still play it. I still got it. But man, not great. Uh, I told you I took my daughter to a game and she watched me just lay somebody out right in front of her. And there was real pride, real pride to be had there. Welcome to the stochastic NBA strategy show presented by Playback. We'll be there tonight and every night for that matter. We've had a lot of fun over there. If you're not there, you're insane. Like if you, you popping in today? I'll pop in, yeah. I'll be a little yeah. bit later, but I'll pop in for sure. Yeah. I'm not going I'm not going for three hours tonight. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be go out getting long, out of there immediately at eight or potentially a little earlier, but I'm gonna stick I'd, around for a bit. I'd like to jump on, yeah. David Eckenrod, Laffy, you would be late to your own speech. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow this gets pinned on me every time. It's not my fault. But anyway. It's uh, never my fault. I want to be very clear here. Dude, you never and I both get fault. here pretty early. Nobody's earlier than me. Oh, here we go. Take a single second, Jordan? hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel and leave a comment down below if you haven't done so yet. It goes a very long way for us and we appreciate you. Of course, we enjoy reading and responding to all of them. And as you guys know, maybe you're new. Maybe you're new. Everything's available in podcast form too on the Stochastic Podcast channels, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen. Four games today coming back from the weekend. Hopefully you guys had a good weekend. I know I did. And uh, we only have four games. Well, you, you got your win. You got your win. You'd, you'd have been in a worse mood if, if Liverpool lost. Yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah. T.O. Deck, your, your men's league has contact? No, but RT. Yes. 
Yeah, exa- exactly. Our team. It's, the, it's a hockey league in the Northeast. Good luck policing that out of the game. Correct. It's a non-contact <laughs> league, but there's there's a lot of penalties. There's a lot of contact for sure. Yeah, that's you're not. You can't get a crew of people in Pennsylvania to be like, we're gonna play flag hockey. No, at the, dude, at the other rink we played at before it, it ended up closing down, we're at a new one now, but at the other one we played at, uh, the refs hated us so much that they would, like, they intentionally, they were Scott Foster to Chris Paul style when it came to us. Okay. Like, they hated us, man. And they would never admit it, but, yeah, we it was one of those instances where nothing ever went your way from a penalty perspective. And it was our own fault. But um, we have fun. Four games, though. Toronto, Indiana, uh, by far, by the way, Josh, the highest total. Not even close. Yeah. It's more than 20 points higher than the next highest total. You got it's a 30 more than the low total. 30 more. Yeah, exactly. Detroit, Knicks, Brooklyn, Memphis, and then Miami and Sacramento. That one could get a little squirrely. It's the lone 10 o'clock game. Butler is out. Jovic is out. Both of them suspended. But then you have Tyler Hero and Terry Rozier, both questionable for an island 10 o'clock game that's on the main slate. That game is just going to be a real tire fire for everybody. Just because you got all those normal pieces for Sacramento that looks good, but then like Butler suspended for Miami. So things look different for the heat. Maybe we get Terry Rozier. We might not even have Terry Rozier news until nine o'clock tonight. We have no idea. That is going to be very interesting. I'm not looking forward to it. No, because you might it's very possible that you just end up getting massive value and in not a particularly bad matchup against the Kings team that's playing their second of a back to back. Like we're live to have DeLon Wright go from unint well, like and it, it, he, he won't really be that interesting because you're not going to have enough swaps to make. But like he might have to play a lot after not having played yet for Miami. Yeah, be in the sense of like uninteresting. But what if this was a seven o'clock game? Yeah, it'd be so different. Yeah. Things can get things things possibly get odd. So anyway, let's dive yeah. into it. We'll get there. We'll 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 cross that bridge when we get to it. Toronto and Indiana, 244 Ooh. and a half total. Pascal Siakam facing his former team. I think already for the second time since he's been with Indiana. But yeah. uh what's up? So the Clippers rebrand just came out. New logo, new cut like everything. Uh the new logo is hideous so my belief is that almost every and call me you know call me like someone that's just cynical and 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 is unwilling to change which in many cases is true almost every new logo every new jersey uniform style that comes out i like less and less from the old ones i just like i like the uniforms i hate the global logo because it has a like a giant ship in it and that's just not interesting. Just in like, general. Just I like in the, general. I like the jerseys. In general for me, though. Uh, oh, I yeah. It's my, usually awful. It's usually they're worse. Like, you go back and look at some sick throw. But if I'm buying jerseys, there's not a single part of me that ever would be like, wait, I could buy this sick throwback football too. Or I could buy these new jerseys that I don't like nearly as much. Like, Eagles Kelly Green, I'm always going. If you're a Bucks fan... That that sick creamsicle color, yeah. uh, the, the amazing powder blue Chargers, the old school Falcons, the old school Patriots, right? Remember the Houston old school Oilers? Oilers? Yeah, Dude, the Oilers jersey might be the best out there. The whole unit. It's so good. It's so good. 
yeah, things just they're not as good anymore. And and they're like not. the the designs feel like people are trying too hard when basic used to be better. Yeah. Like the it color makes me palette, love throwbacks more. That's why they do. Yeah. The color schemes and everything were what made them great. And then it didn't really matter what it looked like otherwise. You know, it was a questionable looking pirate with a sword in his mouth, but nobody cared. Right. Because it looked cool. <laughs> it's a lot different now. Anyway, let's talk about the Toronto Raptors. Let's do it. So, Toronto on the road. They are what, six and a half point dogs? One of the worst defenses over the last month, especially since they've made all these wholesale changes, uh, just coughing up a ton of points. We'll get there in a second. But from an injury perspective, there's nothing really going on here that we need to talk about. Uh, if you're looking at ownership, though, again, four-game slate, Scotty Barnes, R.J. Barrett, Bruce Brown, quickly, all of them getting decent ownership, even Jakob Pertle getting 13%. The truth is, despite the fact that they're you know six-and-a-half-point dogs and they're not a particularly good team, Pacers are still a good pace-up spot here and not a particularly great defense to boot. So uh, I think we're going to end up getting to Toronto, whether you like it or not. I have eight of their guys in at least one lineup right now, which I don't like. However, I am under the field on every one of them, which is pretty difficult to do. <laughs> okay, so you're just spreading a ton of it out. Yeah, I mean, like Bruce Brown, Gary Trent, Grady Dick, Jakob Pertl, and Kelly Olynyk. I have 3% or less of. It's the other guys that I'm a little bit heavier on, but I'm under on everybody from Toronto, which is an interesting thing to see. We've got 25% ownership coming into RJ Barrett and Scotty Barnes. Those are probably the two guys we should start with. Barnes showing up with a little bit of positive leverage. RJ Barrett showing up with a little bit of negative leverage. Barrett back today after missing the previous game, but he's not on the injury report, so not something we're looking into here. Clearly a great spot, bad Pacers defense, great pace. Um, you're getting, for the way that I have it, an additional three possessions over Toronto's average. Uh, that certainly helps. I do think that Barrett and Barnes are your two best options. And I think somewhere in that 20 to 25% ownership range makes some sense. I don't have like a giant stand or anything on any of these guys. They're the guys that I can get to. I think quickly looks really good at 7,200. He looks way better on FanDuel where he's 6,900 and 45% owned right now in comparison to the 15% we're seeing on DK. You just, we know what their rotation is, which is really helpful. They really settled on the, uh, on the nine guys that are out there with Brown, Trent, Dick, quickly, Pirtle, Olenek, Akbaji, uh, Barrett and Barnes. So you don't have a lot of ambiguity with their playing time. You know the guys that are going to get 30-plus. Like, that's going to be quickly Barrett and Barnes without question. You know what you're going to get out of Jakob Pertl. You could get more out of Bruce Brown, but you don't see it a lot. He's the dude, I think, that's just pulling too much ownership here. 17%. Now, he is guard forward eligible in 4,500, but when everybody's healthy, he's going to play like 25 minutes a night, and he's not the per-minute dude that I think warrants the ownership that he's getting. He's the third most owned dude from Toronto. I think they all look okay, but I tend to see them all like $200 too expensive. Indy looks super interesting, though, for a couple of reasons. Well, not everybody, but there's a few spots here that are very appealing to me. Now, how about this? In the 218 minutes that Miles Turner has played alongside Pascal Siakam and Tyrese Halliburton, it's an average. What's up? What's wrong? You keep uh, making weird face. Yeah, but Emac handled the message. 
Um, I don't know if that's a bot or not. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in chat. So if it's true, it's sad. If it's not true, it's the weirdest thing ever. But Emac cleared the dude out. Oh, let me, let me, let me get eyes on that. <laughs> Sorry, it's it caught me so off guard. You're right, you'll you're get, right. you'll get it. it. You'll get it. Let me see it. Hmm. Yeah. Wasn't what I expected to pop up in chat. Well, that's interesting. That's, there's got to be a bot, right? How quick did the messages come in? Pretty well. Took a little while. Long enough that like it seemed like a human being wrote it, but once the, the like the cash app gets in there, what was? Can you read it out loud? Because I accidentally clicked out of the channel and now I only see a couple of them. Uh, someone please help. I ran out of gas with my three-year-old daughter hours ago. I contact my family and police and walk to a gas station to get help. No one will help us. Can anyone help us get gas, please? Oh, that's fake, dude. If you're close enough to civilized area, then I'm not, you're fine. Yeah, I know. But didn't expect to see that at 10, 15 a.m. in our chat. No, of course not. But th there's zero chance that you contact police and they're not helping you. Depends where you live. Not it. What do you mean? What if you're in San Francisco? Yeah. Well, if you're in San Francisco, then you can walk somewhere. Like you're fine. I'm saying. If you were like, if there you are said, places where the police stop doing policing. If you're like, help, I'm in the mountains of Wyoming. It's minus 46 degrees. That, that you know, if, if you had played that hand a little bit better. Yeah. Also, if you're running out of ga gas with your three-year-old at the car. Stop playing the gas game. Anyway, listen, I run pretty close to, I, I'm, I'm, I get, I get dangerously close sometimes. I used to run out of gas all the time trying to push it. I don't do that anymore now that I have enough money to get gas. I'm, it's, it's not about the money. It's just about me being like, you know, I'm driving home, like I'll get it tomorrow. And then you get in your car, you're like, oh, I forgot about that. Now that cars have the like this many miles till you're empty, that's helped me a lot when it was just yeah, a 99 sure. Cavalier and it was like, I don't know how many gallons I have left. So I have a Grand Cherokee, though, and it'll go this many miles. But then once it gets below 30, it just says low dash. Uh, I, we get dashes. Yeah, it'll just say low. But then I'm like, you know, I know that they're giving me a little reserve in the tank. I'll be OK. It hasn't happened yet. The only time I ran out of gas, I was in high school. I was with my girlfriend. And I ran out of gas in a 92 Honda Prelude SI on a one-lane bridge. Great. It's like, <laughs> yeah. baby, get behind the wheel. I got to start pushing this joint. Yeah, it's exactly what happened. I told you, you yeah. steer it. Let's get us off of here. Yep. Yeah. I I, I ran you out of gas like me. two or three times in the span of 48 hours while I was in college. Yeah, because you're putting five bucks in at a time. Yeah, I just I, don't know, I didn't have more money to put more gas in the car. Exactly. Yo, how about this? In 218 minutes that Miles Turner's played with Siakam and Halliburton, 1.48 DraftKings points per minute. Yeah. 29% usage rate. Uh, he has been really good playing alongside those guys. I, I mean, I've, I've been a Miles Turner guy for a while, and uh, it I'm seems like getting a little bit Siakam more, getting, getting correct talent around him is helping him thrive. Right. And so I'm saying like the, the in, in introduction of Siakam hasn't hurt him at all. It's helped. Like he's no. been efficient. He's been good. He's been productive. Turner's been really solid. Yeah. It, it's weird what happens when you don't have to have him play next to DeMontis Sabonis. Yeah.
Yeah. Uh, and I like him here today too. 24% owned, uh, second highest owned guy. Only two people crossed the 20% ownership barrier for Indy. And they obviously have a good spot against this Toronto defense. That's Turner and Benedict Matherin. Now I'm neutral to Turner. It's hard to like fly over the top on someone like Turner just because 6,900 center only, like he's kind of appropriately priced. There's not as much value to squeeze. Whereas Matherin is in half of my lineup. So I'm two Xing that 25% shooting guard, small forward 5,500, no Aaron Neesmith. So he's playing 30 minutes a night. He's one of the main guys looking for their own shot in this spot. Um, he's the guy that I want to get to the most here for the Pacers. Now we have him with the biggest negative leverage number of anybody on the Pacers, but I am still very happy to get there. We've got your boy, Tyrese Halliburton at 9,500. He's pulling 15% ownership. Siakam's at 10. Andrew Nemhard's at 10. McConnell, Toppin, and Jalen Smith are all getting a little bit of love. I'm getting to Jalen Smith right now. He ended up not playing that first game back. Did get back into the lineup last time out as the backup center. And they're splitting all of the minutes with Turner and Jalen Smith. So 4,200 with power forward only, 1.2 fantasy points per minute. I like Jalen Smith as a 7% owned dude. Not really getting to Siakam all that much. I'm not really getting to your boy Halliburton all that much. So I'm curious where you land because he looks like he's got some positive leverage here today. I'm always willing to play Tyrese Halliburton. It, I mean, it depends on ownership, obviously, yeah. but I still think the price is reasonable. And, and the funny thing is he hasn't even looked that great since he returned. No. But it doesn't concern me all that much. This is still no. a guy with... Close enough game to, did you, was that me? You cut out to me. So Jordan, it's up to you. Who who you, actually got cut out there? You cut out to me too, but I think it was me. Yeah, I think it was me. Woo! Upgrade uh, your internet. But, but we were saying though, he's still, you know, 34 minutes in the competitive games. I think he can still play more than that. Like he played 31 yeah. minutes last game, but they won by 23. I think you can absolutely see the 36-minute game from Ty Tyrese Halliburton against the Toronto team, bottom four in defensive rating over the last month. Sure, it's not a pace-up spot, but most aren't when it comes to the Pacers playing opponents. Yeah. And he's just so good. He can contribute in a multitude of ways. When you're looking at the other high-priced options on this slate, you have Sabonis against Miami. That's not an easy matchup. They've been very good against opposing bigs. He's on the second of a back-to-back. -back. Not saying you don't play him, but, you know, it's not a – particularly great spot Brunson against Detroit. That is a good spot. We'll get there. Uh, so sure. that's what I'm getting over Halliburton. I took everything right. that I would have got from Halliburton and gave it to Brunson. So it's for sure a good spot, but it's a four game slate. There aren't that many high priced options. We'll get to bam center only without Jimmy Butler and all of that. They're just, you know, De'Aaron Fox, who's been super hot and cold going up against again, Miami. What is Halliburton's ownership right now? He's at 16%. Like so we only have three low. guys, 9,500 or 9K or higher. Only three. Only, only Sabonis crosses 10K today. So let's see what the ownership is on the highest highest priced guys. It's Sabonis, basically like around 20% for Sabonis, Brunson, yeah, and Halliburton. Right. And then Barnes is 25% at $600 yeah. less. Yeah. And like, I'm not really getting to, like, I'm getting to a lot of Fox, who you mentioned. I'm getting to a lot of Jaron Jackson. 
but he's at 7,900. There's just not a lot at the top. Like it's easy to get to different pieces, but at the same time, you kind of have to take some stands somewhere. By the way, uh, $4, 100K up top on DK again today for the four game slate. So another 100,000 lineup contest on a minimal lineup day. Hate it so much. Yeah, it makes things tough. By the way, Jordan definitely ran the Sims for us and threw it on the screen. In our Sims run, we have... What do we have? I think 41% Tyrese Halliburton. I get that. I assume we're lighter on Brunson then. And that, that's the sort of a decision point for you today. Like, obviously, you can play them both together. But the decision point really is, are you paying up with Brunson or are you paying up with Halliburton? For sure. And, and look, yeah, 41%. We're getting, you know, what? Here, here's the way I'd put it. I never have a problem in a good spot like this with a huge total getting over the field on a guy like Halliburton who could have nope. 25 and 20, you know, not including the other, the other numbers. I couldn't agree more. And by the way, speaking of the Sims tool, shout out to Emac, man. You see what he put earlier? Took down the mini max yesterday. Um, oh, nice. I had no idea. Yeah. Took down the mini max and. And he took down that bot in chat today too, man. Yes, He's running he hot. He said it was a, that, a first and hat tip to the Sims tool leading me to a thousand dollar win on just 25 lineups. So 25 lineups in the Minimax. Uh, you and I said this yesterday. This People using the Sims tool in the Minimax uh, and in the four-point play and those type of kind, like Sean Sean Jeezy took down second again in the Minimax with the Sims yesterday. They do just left and right, pumping it out. It's not just <laughs> for the fadeaway. It's not just for the 5-5-5. Five, five, five. No, it's... Like, obviously, it's a... It's a price point that is exactly. healthy. And that's why we have the lineup generator too, because it does many of the same things that the Sims does just at a more affordable cost. Right. But at the same time, like this is the, this is the gold standard. This is where you want to be. I mean, we're seeing it every single day. I don't know how many more screenshots we have to show of somebody at the top of one of these main contests each day for people to become like true believers because it's, a, it, it never stops now. It's always, it's either Eddie or Steve or Tom Sean Jeezy constantly, Emac yesterday. Like we're seeing it over and over and over again. The tool is right there for you. If that's a problematic price point for you, and I get how $200 a month is uh, a sizable endeavor, but if you're not there, the lineup generator is right there at a much more manageable price tag. And I think it's the perfect way to get you started. Absolutely. Yeah. Or try, or try the Sims out for a week. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of ways to do it, but, um, the, the huge benefit of the Sims too is the late swap tool. Like having yep. the ability to late swap, even tonight, that could be a thing. I know we only have one late game, but there might be with that Miami spot, some real late swap things um, where sure, you'd be able to do it by hand. You're going to have time, but this is simulate. You're, you're just uploading your lineups and then it's simulating everything with the lineups you already have. And then giving you the highest simmed ROI lineups, like the, the optimal swaps where you don't, it takes you two minutes. You just click a couple of buttons and you're done. It's been, it's the most, that has been the most super helpful thing and made it easier for me to actually play NBA again consistently is it's 723 and I get that news and the moment updates are in, you can just click a couple buttons and your lineups are back. You don't have to get them back into like a, an Excel sheet either, Josh. You literally just take the file from yep. the, from the late swap tool and throw it onto DraftKings. That's a huge step, a huge time saver. It's it's simple like it's it really is just simple and yeah, so easy that's to what use you need with late swap yeah. news yeah you really anyway, do 
link in the description and chat. You want to do one sport for like basketball for the week, the month. You want to try the lineup generator. That's a phenomenal tool. Uh, we have all access for both of them now as well. And with the Sims tool, if you rock the stochastic avatar, you get a massive discount every month. Not once, every month, a huge discount in perpetuity. So check that out if you'd like. Anyway, you ever have any questions, hit us up on, hit me up in DM and check out all of Greg's tutorials. They're phenomenal. Uh, what else are we doing with the Pacers here? So like I said, uh, Benedict Matherin for me is the guy that I want to get to the most, but I have 20% of Turner. I have close to 20% of Jalen Smith. The only other guy that I'm over on is Andrew Nemhard of 5,100. Now he is not the same guy when he's playing alongside of Halliburton, when he's playing alongside of TJ McConnell. He's a very, like, he basically just doesn't try to get his own shot. 0.8 fantasy point per minute guy. But with no Neesmith around, you're getting an MPE at a pretty reasonable price point, And you're getting someone that is going to be out there for 30 minutes. They don't have a ton behind them any longer. Now that Buddy Heald isn't here with Neesmith out, um, that sort of changes up the game a little bit. Now that Siakam is here, like it's not the same sort of overlap in position that Bruce Brown would have had. So I like getting to a lot of pieces here for Indy. I don't have this one as like, we have 106% aggregate ownership going to the Pacers. That's exactly where I'm at right now. The team that I'm getting most over the field on is Sacramento and then Memphis, which we'll get to in a little bit. But for this one, I'm just kind of happy to get whatever I can out of either Toronto or Indy, just because this total is so much higher than everything else on the slate. It doesn't make any one individual guy stand out. It just like raises every boat. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about Detroit and the Knicks. So, when we talked on Thursday with the with Detroit, I liked Kate a lot. I actually, the expert picks that we throw out uh, on the Odd Shopper Twitter uh, handle had Kate over points plus assists. He had a really solid game. Followed it up a couple of days later against Orlando with a perfectly reasonable game. His salary has come up, but this matchup and I mentioned Cade because you know he's the guy I generally like to get to here when he's in that mid seven range in good spots. Yep. And we will talk about Grimes and Ivy and Jalen Duran. But I wanted to ask you, have you seen the pace over the last month that the Knicks are playing at? I assume it's dead last considering they're dead last in pace, but it's, it's got to be low. It's not just dead last. 92.6. Yeah, when you only have guys, like when you only have seven dudes that can play 40 minutes a night, you kind of slow it down and save your save your energy a little bit. Maybe not run it out as much as you need to. So yeah, they're, I mean, they're. I have the Pistons losing four possessions below their average. I'm basically not getting to this team. I only have one guy north of 10%. Everybody else is single digits or below. And we have three separate dudes around 15% ownership in Cade, Ivy, and Durin. Now, we have Ivy with some positive leverage. I got to 3% of him. I have 5% of Durin. I didn't get a single share of Cade because this matchup is horrific. One, the Pistons are double-digit dogs. They have a 106, at least for me, a 106 implied total. That's as low as it's going to get for today, even with an extra 10 points ahead of Brooklyn and Memphis. The only guy that I'm getting to from Detroit, revenge narrative style. I have 60% of Quentin Grimes right now, 3,600 shooting guard only, playing about 25 minutes for the Pistons. And I think they're going to try to get him more playing time. I think they probably want him to be a part of their future, even at that uh, 25 minute mark that I gave he becomes the value piece that I'm looking for. How much does that change if we get early news on guys like Tyler Hero and and such? 
it's it will certainly bring down Grimes just because you're going to open up so much else from Miami. But like the Brooklyn Memphis game doesn't really have any signs of opening that up. Uh, nope. Toronto and Indy, I don't think we'll have that. I mean, we have the Pacers on a back to back, so we could get something, but I don't expect it. We really are just waiting on Miami and very little else. Otherwise, it's coming out of nowhere. That will open up things if we get real Miami news throughout the afternoon. On the other side, you know, with, when it comes to the Knicks, you know one thing, and you mentioned it just given the, the limited bodies that to, that they're willing to throw on the floor. They're all, all of the prices have adjusted to the minutes yeah. that they're playing for, what, a few weeks now at this rate. But still, Josh Hart, small forward, power forward, getting some ownership. Brunson, 9,700. We talked about him in relation to Tyrese Halliburton. It feels pretty close on these guys. I mean, it is a good matchup for for Jalen Brunson. Sure, it's a, any literally anything is a pace up spot in this instance, but it's not a good Knicks defense. They've struggled mightily against opposing guards all year long. Um, Brunson's not going to provide you with a ton of rebounds. Um, no. Like he doesn't have the same playmaking ability, or sorry, passing ability as, as somebody like Halliburton. But he has you know the forty actual point upside. So he's, he's got to get. He's What's got a that? 30 and a half point prop today. Right. Which is exactly. Yeah. He's got, I, I last, I looked his PRA is 41 and a half or something. And I love the over to that. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe not love, but I have the over to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess. Whereas I, you get Halliburton's points prop is 21 and a half. Like I know Halliburton's going to get more assists, but locking in an extra 10 real points, like I'd rather have, yeah. I, I lean towards the guy scoring than getting assists. And to be fair, like if you actually just want to play the apples to apples game here, I think Halliburton's PRA is 37 and a half. There you go. So yeah, it's like I'm doubling up on Brunson right now. Uh, and I've been getting a lot of Brunson lately, but I mean, 1.33 fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days, that projects certainly better here in a matchup against the Pistons where you get a little bit of pace and you get a horrific defense. Um, so I'm very happy to get to Brunson. It's not like anybody's taking Brunson's minutes either. You just have to hope he's out there for the real 37. But he, to me, is the clear best guy that you can get to from the Knicks. Jordan, how much Brunson are we getting to? I want to see what, what – because we because in this Sims run, we had what – what did I say, 41% Halliburton? How much Brunson? Uh, I would assume, like you said, that he's kind of a casualty here. I yeah, assume he – Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, we're getting to 8% Brunson. But again, yeah. this is also something that you can make. You can do manual ROI boosts in the Sims. Yeah. You can. I mean, we're we're getting in the Sims tool, the, the mirror of what I'm getting. Like, I have Brunson and not Halliburton. We're getting Halliburton, not Brunson. The moral of the story is they both look really good as pay-up options. They just happen to be very similar plays today. You could take it either way you want to. Another thing that stands out to me, and maybe it's lack of value, but the fact that we wouldn't be getting just a lot of both of them. Yeah. The, the only downside there is just that we have some other guard value that's out there. Sure. That's a little bit easier to get to. Yeah. And that's definitely going to play a role here because what well, you have Brunson and Halliburton with PG point guard only eligibility. Yeah. Yeah. Throws a wrench. We're going to have there. guard value on Miami one way or the other Fox to me today looks amazing. He's one of my most exposed guys. So I just kind of get blocked out by having both of those guys. So what I have to hope that one of them doesn't play well. What about the rest of the Knicks? Uh, Josh Hart's pulling a bunch of ownership. He's 27% owned. We have some negative leverage on him, but he's playing 38 minutes a night. You know, he's small forward, power forward, 6,500. The matchup is fantastic. He just doesn't need a lot to get to where you need to be just because of how big this slate is. 
Like I have him projected for 33 fantasy points. We have him at 32. But if you just look at what you really want out of Hart, I have his target score at like 36. I mean, that's three points ahead of his projection. I don't need two. Like I don't need Josh Hart to go out there and have a huge day. If he has like a 65th percentile outcome, that's probably enough for you on this four gamer. So both he and Brunson are in 30 to 35% of my stuff. And then DiVincenzo as well, 7,100 shooting guard, small forward. We have him 12% optimal, 10% owned. He's the other guy that I'm getting into, um, into double digits. I think precious is totally fine. We have him with a 15% optimal rate. I think that stands out. There's not much else there though, for the Knicks. We're not seeing enough minutes to Alec Burks to feel good. Boyan just hasn't been good or getting the minutes for the Knicks, which really surprised me coming out of the deadline, especially with how injured they are. And then uh, the only other guy that we would have to talk about is Hartenstein, but I still don't really know how many minutes he's going to be available to play. I went 24. He's still 6,100, which makes it problematic. But in like a game or two, Hartenstein's going to get back up to that 30-minute mark and his price is going to have come down from not doing it. And we're going to get a game... In the near future, as long as the schedule breaks correctly, where Hartenstein ends up being like one of the primary chalk options. But that's not today. If he went from playing 11 minutes to 24 minutes the following game. Yeah. You know, logic would dictate that there are and his coach, given the coach, uh, would would suggest that there actually is a possibility that his he's just fine now. Yeah, I don't think that's coming today. But you can start opening yourself up to those like 26, 28 games instead of where we were heading into the last one. And then, you know, if he does 24 again here, you probably feel a lot better about 26 to 28 next time out. But at that point, his price will probably be 56, 5,700, something yeah. like that. And then we're slowly good. but surely moving these two things in different directions. I mean, it's it's really similar to what we talked about with Halliburton. The yeah. Weeks back. The minutes were Same there, principle. the production wasn't, but... You know, that's all that matters. And like if, if Hardenstein were to play 30 minutes and you played him at 5,600 and he doesn't do well, you still go to bed going, that was by far the right play. Without question. You know, Chris Williams, gifted five stochastic memberships. Appreciate you, man. Good to see you. Love and it. Uh, our boy one, two said, just came here to apologize for questioning the tools. I don't know why I got so much Aiden, Aiden, uh, DeAndre Aiden, but I'll never question that shit again. Yeah, I mean, look, Aiden was was objectively a good play, but the tools, the Sims loved him as well. He had he had a third of all of Portland's points, a third yeah. of their points. He went nuclear yesterday, and they. That's more of an Aiden. indictment on the rest of Portland, but it still holds. It's for sure an indictment on the rest of Portland, but he was the only guy that decided to actually play. Yeah, yeah, huge, game. massive rebounding day. I mean, he had. 26 points, 19 rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> the team had 80 points. Yeah. What was I, I want to make sure. I think it was three of 33, but I, let me look it up. They were so incredibly bad shooting yesterday, which was yeah, not at all it was, how it was supposed to be. It was disastrous. I have it right here, Josh. So uh, from three, the Portland Trailblazers shot. Uh, three of 32. Three of 32. Yep. 9.4%. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The starting lineup was one for 21. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Simons was four of 21 from the field. Terrible. 
Glad I didn't play 40% of him yesterday. Yeah, Aiden, Aiden had himself a hell of a game, though. He really did. Yeah. So did Nick Richards on the other side. Not bad yeah. at all. Yeah. I Five mean, you're going to have a lot of defensive rebounding opportunities at that point. Yeah, but it, for sure. You and I said, though, when it came to this game, like, you're never projecting it to be a blowout, but both of these teams are so bad that it that anything can happen. And what happened was 173 total points. It's it's an embarrassment. It's crazy, man. It's like a Big Ten basketball game. It's possible that you could see that with Brooklyn and Memphis today as well. Oh, Not out of the realm of possibility. Ben Simmons is questionable. They're one and a half point road favorites. John Conchar is out for Memphis. Aside from that, though, there's not a whole lot going on here. No. We can we can dig into this one a little bit if you'd like. Yeah. I wouldn't like. Well, here, here is okay. Let me let me say this. Let, let me let me phrase it this way. Yeah. As gross as this game is, mm -hmm. it is also <laughs> you don't care where I go with this. Not really. It's also entirely possible that Ben Simmons, who is often injured just doesn't play and it actually makes it look a little bit better it'll help for sure i mean we've got 15 percent ownership coming into schroeder bridges and claxton that's basically where their optimal rates are they're the three guys that are getting north of 10 percent ownership and i agree with it like i'm right at the field with schroeder i'm right at the field on the 7200 bridges who i think looks really good for a four game slate especially in a matchup against memphis I don't have as much Claxton, but he's center only. So, like, they're the type of guys that differ the most for me when I make my builds. I basically don't have anybody else. Like, we've got decent positive leverage on Cam Johnson, on Lonnie Walker, on Dayron Sharp, but those are not guys that you feel confident in. They're all basically single-digit optimal dudes. It's They're all sort of priced where they should be. They've been dog shit for a while, so there's no telling when... Kevin Ollie is going to make changes to this rotation and we don't know when it's going to happen. Like they're, they have free reign to move people around, which is scary. So I'm going to stick to the guys that I expect to just be out there. No matter what the bridges, the, uh, the Dennis Schroeders, Claxton to a degree, Cam Thomas is fine, but at 6,800, I just think he's a little overpriced for the spot. They just don't look Good. They're the second lowest owned team behind the Miami Heat right now and will be the lowest owned team if that Miami news breaks the wrong way. But my focus is going to be Mikel Bridges. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I guess, though, if, if Simmons is out, wouldn't that wouldn't you see a pretty sizable boost to I, mean, I think Cam Johnson gets the biggest benefit there. You think so? And then you feel a bit better about Dayron Sharp. Okay. I mean, the last game that your starting lineup was was Simmons, Dorian Finney-Smith, Cam Thomas, Mikel Bridges, and Nick Claxton. Yeah. You don't think Schroeder or even Dennis Smith Jr. could get a considerable bump there at low 4K price points? I think Schroeder's going to be the first guy up there to pick up, like, but he's not... He's already kind of playing 26 minutes off the bench, and I don't think they're just he's going to get to like 34 in that scenario. Whereas I think Cam Johnson might see a little bit more because of his size, and then they're not they have the ability then to give a couple extra minutes to Dayron Sharp, since you're not going to have any like Simmons at the five type minutes. And given the fact that he's 3,800 and 1.2 fantasy points per minute, like that's the big jump for me. For Schroeder, you can get a couple extra minutes, but he's only like a 0.85 guy. So the impact isn't as big as if you can give a couple extra minutes to someone like Sharp. 
or sure. to Cam Johnson for that matter. But yeah, I mean, like it's going to bump everybody a little bit. I mean, we we saw this scenario on the 14th of February with Ben Simmons out. The problem is that at one point the Nets were down 56 points to the Boston Celtics. Yeah, that's kind of a tough game to look at. I mean, they played 13 dudes saw the floor for at least seven minutes. Yeah, but I mean, just it's tough. It's it, again, it's it's very difficult to glean much from that. At halftime, I think it was probably a 40 point game or something. So it didn't. Oh, sorry, matter. 14 guys played at least seven minutes. But it could also. This could actually just be a 24-24 split between Dennis Smith Jr. and, and Dennis Schroeder. That's actually the way that it was trending in that game. They both played 18 minutes. Neither of them played in the fourth quarter. Yeah. If if Simmons is out, we're going to find some value here for Brooklyn. Yeah. Who that ends up being is kind of going to be dependent on who starts. Look, and I know it's early in the morning. I'm not trying to act like this is um, critical news now. Yeah, but it's Ben Simmons dealing with soreness. And when Ben Simmons is dealing with any type of soreness, this time it's left leg soreness or whatever. Yeah, he's like, I lean that he's not playing. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so I feel safe to me, too. He's only point guard eligible at this point, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty gross. What about the Memphis side? This team <sighs> terrible. But Zaire Williams, again, this is just a price play right now. Forty seven hundred dollars. Shooting guard, small forward, so generally pretty weak position. We have him at 35%. Jordan, can you bless you? Bless you. When Jordan sneezes, it's it's a spectacle. I felt it, it here. Yeah, I wish you guys could see it. Yeah, it shakes the earth. Red they probably can red. somehow feel it and see it. <laughs> can you, uh, Jordan, can you throw up our Memphis exposure? This is my second most exposed team, by the way. Okay, and, and they're pretty popular, particularly yeah. Zaire Williams and, and Jaron Jackson Jr., 61% Zaire Williams for me right now in the starting lineup, playing 30 minutes a night, shooting guard, small forward eligible, 4,700. He's in 60% of my stuff. That is the second most exposed guy that I have today. He's in that like 0.85 fantasy point per minute range. I mean, Brooklyn's not any good. Like you're just playing on a minutes and uh, position situation here. I'm going to continue to get to $7,900 triple J who has got 30 plus percent usage when all these other guys are out. He's 28% owned, but you can put him in a power forward. I have him in 57% of my lineup. So we have him 21% optimal. We had Zaire Williams, 29% optimal. That's the high mark of anybody for Memphis. And then the third guy that I'm getting to a lot is Gigi Jackson, 4,900. He's power forward only, close to a fantasy point per minute. Minutes are certainly there. I went 26. We went 27. Uh, so I'm a little bit heavier on GG Jackson. We're also showing around 15% ownership to Kennard and to Santi Aldama. I think both of those guys look like very reasonable plays. I don't have any Vince Williams right now at 6,900 shooting guard, small forward, but his minutes are as firm as anybody else's on Memphis. He plays like 35 minutes a night, like clockwork. I would have no problem getting there, but I'm a little apprehensive of the projection. I think like I'm a little, I, I have him basically a 10th of a fantasy point lower than we do. And that is causing me to get nothing. Whereas we like him with some pretty positive leverage. So definitely a guy that I want to dig into throughout the day, but just these guys that are playing for Memphis. Now they're at price points that work. We know that there's no John Conchar today. He's out for this one along with the other 27 dudes that are out for Memphis. But I think you have to take some pretty big stands on Zaire Williams, Jaron Jackson. And for me, Gigi Jackson. 
And hey, as bad as the Grizzlies are, let's not ignore the fact that this Nets team might be worse right now. Like yeah. the level of basketball that they're currently playing, I'm not sure that they could competently beat there that they could um that they could convincingly beat anybody in the league. The Memphis Grizzlies have the sixth best defensive rating on the year. What is it? That's over, insane. Like, I to, mean, that is still insane. Even though they yeah. play this most of the season without like all of their real players for the most part. Right. If you put all of their real players on the floor, they have a great defense. Like if, if you put all of their real players on the floor, they're arguably the best team in the West. Uh defensively or in general? In general. You think so? I, they can be. I mean, if you have a, I, if you're running out John Morant, Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain. Triple J and whatever we want to say is the fifth guy for that starting lineup. Like that's, they're legit. They're going to be so good next year. They're going to be real good. I wouldn't put them number one. Like I still, no, but like they're no, I, like if you put that lineup up against Minnesota, that's not a, we're not talking about a team that's like obviously better than them. No, no, no. no. I'm just saying like, if you gave me Denver in the playoffs against Memphis, oh yeah yeah oh when we talk I'm, about the playoffs that's a different story. i'm taking denver in five you know yeah yeah but yeah the playoffs playoffs are way shit dude with a with a lesser roster last year wasn't memphis like a top three seed did they get the one seed recently i feel like they did was it last year or two years ago two years I feel ago like, i feel like they were because i remember you and me saying that they won 56 games two years ago Okay, I remember you and me saying this team is good, but they're not built to make a deep run right now. They just didn't have yeah. enough star power. They were the two seed last year. They won 51 games. Two seed, yeah. Was Denver the one seed? Yeah, they were two games behind Denver. That's amazing. And that was yeah. with, you know, like, with the, Dylan Brooks was in there. Yeah. Give me Marcus Smart over Dylan Brooks any day of the week. Sure. More, you know, Desmond Baines taking steps forward until he got hurt. Jaron Jackson being able to, like, explore the studio space right now is only yeah. going to make him better. Yeah. I love Memphis. This team could not have run worse. Literally, you no. actually couldn't have. I'm not saying that hyper hy hyperbolically. You could not have run worse than Memphis. If it's going to happen, it's better to have it ha happen like this, where they're going to be able to lock down, like, a pretty decent draft pick and bring them in. Like, instead yes. of having it just be, like, oh, no, we we won 38 games. Like, at least they're racing for the bottom. Also, still a huge window with a lot of young players. Yeah. I mean, it's much worse. No, you're going to get Brandon Clark back next year. He's yep. going to miss this entire season. Like, much worse in... looking at Joel Embiid in Philly, yeah. where that window is closing by the day. I would assume you would trade the Philly team for Memphis right now if you could. You talking about me personally? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Would. It would be hard not to. They're just they're the assets that they have and the young guys that they have. Like they're just so much better set up for the future than the Sixers. Yeah. As long as John Moran isn't waving guns around anymore. I mean, I think that he should be allowed to wave guns around whenever he wants, but that's neither here nor there. Look, dude. No one's I know you feel the same. No one supports the Second Amendment like this guy. You know, all I'm saying is it's like optics matter. They do. And whether you and I agree with one thing or not, I guarantee if that happens again, he's done. Yeah, it's going to be a real problem. He's like he's like Draymond, but with guns. Also, here's the thing. I, I know you say you're you're fine with it. I think it's like, why do you need to be on camera doing? That's what. I, oh yeah, look. Don't get me wrong. It's stupid for him. Okay. To do okay. It. Just wanted. I wanted to clarify that. Okay. But I also think that he should be able to do that every day if he wants to. Yeah, look. If he's, 
if he is firing the gun, if he is firing the gun, I have a little bit more of an issue if he's just being all willy nilly with it. But like, I mean, if he wants to mount them on the wall behind him for a stream, like I'm totally cool with it. He should be able to. Uh, he sh- I'd be spinning them around on my finger because this is that's it's just the internet. It's just a video. Dude, there's a Key and Peel skit where he wants to be the crazy get uh, the the I think it's t- called like Loco Gangster or something. Where do you remember that one where he comes in? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not crazy at all. I'll I'll send it to you. It's a great okay. great great one. Um, I won't give it away because it's one of my favorites. But anyway, uh, yeah, Memphis looks good, and you could. Look, yeah. as far as matchup goes right now, Brooklyn may not be playing at a super fast pace, but there's not much you dislike about this this matchup. Brooklyn's defense, they can't stop anything right now. No. No, they can't. They are they are pretty poor. For a team that should be good defensively, they are not good defensively. Yeah. You ready to wrap this up, Miami-Sacramento? I am. Uh, and by the way, guys, I know we mentioned it at the top, but if you jumped in late, if you jumped in late, uh playback baby we'll be there we'll call it the post lock show but it's more than that because we're watching the games live and you're watching them with us this isn't like you just hear us talk about them the games are like the app the, the app or the desktop version is so sick like we're talking about it on the screen we're watching the games with you in real time you can see the games and if you don't have league pass we give out a bunch of vip passes so you can have yeah. access to that as well we have access to just toggle it on for you. We're giving out free stochastic subscriptions, Sims, lineup generator, odd shopper. We had like 600 people watching with us the other day. Really fun. Yeah. It's um, awesome, man. It, I, it's so much fun. I mean this too. Appreciate you guys actually spend, you know, like, oh, I'm going to watch the game. Spend some time with these fellas. It's been, it's been fun. And the coolest part though is while we're all watching the game together, because Josh and I have gone through a laborious effort in the past trying to sync things up and it just doesn't work synced a hundred percent for all of us including you at chat so when we say something you're hearing it as we say it there's no 10 second youtube delay so just the the experience for us but also you guys hanging out is really couldn't be better and i would assume they're just going to add great features so come hang out if you don't like it it's free but the link to playback just sign up for it now so you're already in and then you can just sub to the to the stochastic odd shopper channel and you're and you're in Links down there in the description. All right, Miami. Kind of a mess. We we do have the Jimmy Butler news. Jovic, both of them out. You and I could have seen that fight, except somebody cut the stream off. Whoopsie-daisy. Uh, yeah, we were watching that on playback, and it just someone, I guess we'll never know. Anyway, BAM, 17%. We have Rozier and Tyler Hero in right now, but that could change a lot, especially if we yeah. get this news before lock. If you get this news before lock, Everything we're talking about right now is moot. Yep. So right now, if everybody's in, I think Bam looks like the best option. We have him 21% optimal. We don't have another person north of nine, just for reference sake. And we have him pulling 17% ownership. So I like Bam quite a bit, and I am getting there. I'm right there with the field. I basically don't have anybody else here from Miami if everybody else is in. The price points on Duncan Robinson, Haywood Highsmith, uh, Jaime Jaquez, Caleb Martin. None of those guys look good here at all to me. It's all very low optimal rates, very low ownership. We do have Kevin Love, 13% owned, $4,300 center. I am pretty well against that. I would rather get to $3,300 James Wiseman at no ownership as the backup center 
than get to Kevin Love in this spot. Now that might change if we start losing more bodies and he plays a little bit more alongside of him. But we have Kevin Love in for 16 minutes. I went 17. I'm just not a believer in him if he's going to get that love. If you want to go to a backup center, if you if he's going to get that love, I see what I did there. I would go to Wiseman. He's going to playing the exact same role. Has the minutes behind Duran. Any foul trouble from Duran is an extra minute or two for Wiseman. He's as good on a per minute basis, or at least in the ballpark. Loves like a one point one guy. Wiseman's more of a one guy, but even still, you're saving a thousand dollars. I'll get away from the ownership there. We just don't know how many minutes Rozier is going to play. He's sixty seven percent owned on Fanduel because he's six K. Totally agree with getting to Terry Rozier if he's in on Fanduel, but at, on DraftKings at sixty seven hundred, it's not as appealing to me. We need to know a little bit more there. And then if Rogier ends up out, then you start feeling a lot better about getting to Tyler Hero. But for right now, Tyler Hero with Rogier in, we have him 7% optimal, 7% owned. He's just not that interesting. It really is Bam at the top pretty easily. I think Love is a fade. Rogier TBD. But play him on FanDuel for sure. I was a little surprised to see Bam only pulling 20 or 17%. I mean, his assist rate increases significantly with Jimmy Butler off the floor, significantly. His usage rate with Butler off is 27%. uh, That's up 2%. And per minute production, 1.27 DraftKings points per minute. It's not up crazy, but it's still up from 1.2. He just has more ways to contribute and more ball handling responsibilities with Butler off the floor. Now, if Rozier were to sit, I know we talk about some value, yeah. but I think Bam just looks ev- like way better if Rozier's... You don't have Kyle Lowry anymore. You, you don't have Jimmy Butler. If Terry Rozier sits now, like Bam might do a whole lot of ball handling in this game. Yeah, he's certainly going to take a little bit of a bump up. The problem for Bam is just in a direct comparison to DeMontis Sabonis, because you're probably, more often than not, like clearly you can play them both together, but then you're locking in a utility spot. You're really only looking to grab one of those two guys from like a flexibility standpoint. You, I mean, you can have both of those dudes in the late game, like so you're ready for swaps and things, but I think most, most people are going to be looking at this as having to choose between one or the other, and that's sort of just making both of them look interesting, but not allowing either one of them to pull away. That lack of an additional position is really the limiting factor for getting to both of them, but... The guy that I would have my eye on the most if we end up having no Rogier or no Terry or no or no Tyler Hero for that matter, like one or both of those guys. Miami signed Delon Wright. He has not played yet for Miami. If he has, I, he does not show up in my data for some strange reason. But if he's there, and we're lop, we're lopping off Jimmy Butler and we're lopping off one or two of Rogier and Hero, I think Delon Wright's going to have to get some time. He's like a point eight five guy. And he's the flat min 3K at point guard. He's the guy that I think has the biggest ability to change today's slate, depending on how the news comes in. We have him 8% optimal in 16 minutes uh, with with like 5% leverage. I'm very intrigued by what DeLon Wright can be if we get the right news for Miami. He's the guy that goes from not owned to 40% owned if this breaks the right way. But if we already have, okay, so, and by the way, Chris Williams, what's up, Chris? Said, I'd rather chill with the team and play back and make money than go out, get drunk, spend money, and feel like crap in the morning. Look, I like to have some drinks as much as the next guy, but feeling like crap in the morning definitely puts a damper on that. And uh, yeah, we don't know how I ever used to do it. Me neither. No, I can't. Like I have to, I still, I've gotten very good at, at understanding the limit where I'm like, man, I feel solid right now. 
yeah. but I'm still going to function tomorrow. And this isn't going to catch up to me. That that's I, I've gotten pretty good at finding that 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 balance. I have not. No. So I have to just avoid it full stop. I get that. It's tough. I think once you- it hurts me for too many days. That's the problem. It's not it, just the next day. It's like three or four days. I guarantee you, though, if you had a kid or kids, you would have found that balance. It, it forced. Uh -huh. It's true. It's true because, like, you know how your your everything is impaired, and clearly judgment is impaired, and all of that stuff. But somehow you're you're still a little bit clear when you know that you have to get up. <laughs> yeah, that's the, it's the, the exact. It's like basically the exact reason why I don't have kids. Yeah, it's worth it. It's just I say it's equally great as it is terrible. There's just you know, I, I weight the terrible fun. column a little bit heavier than I weight the great column. I can understand that. I I would disagree, but I get it. But I get it. Uh, boo, chill. All children, boo. Man, we we, we got to be careful, man. We're gonna end up like China and have not enough people, and then, uh, then we civilization collapses. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we'll be dead by then. Yeah, anyway. it's not not my planet. Anyway, no, I'm selfish. I just want I, to look. I need power to last long enough that when I plug my body into the computers when I'm 75 years old, I need the I need it to be able to stick around. Here's my thing, man. God willing, I get old enough. Or I grow old enough to where I need someone to take care of me. Yeah, don't worry. It. I'm doing that right now. It blows. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But at least yeah, I'd rather no one take care of me. At least your pops has somebody. That's true. But yeah. it sucks. It anyway. sucks. I, I, all I want is the Neuralink, man. Just hook me up to the computers already. Jake DeWitt, do some research on the Guidestones down in Georgia. <laughs> I watched a 30-minute documentary on that yesterday. <laughs> They're like a guy, they believe that the guy it was R.C. Christian, I believe his name was. It was a pseudonym, of course, wanted to. Uh, well, you know how he erected these, the, the Georgia Guidestones. They were huge. I say erected and Jordan thinks I'm saying something dirty. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, he wanted essentially like population control under 500 million with a distinct race, a distinct level of intelligence. And all of this stuff. So essentially, some people believe he was just a, you know, devoutly religious eugenicist. But who knows? We never will. Anyway, I'm in for the intelligence piece of whatever he's asking for. Yeah, I will say the the people who are allowed, there, there needs to be a litmus test for who's allowed to vote because it's it's not good. It's not good. But um even that's that might be the least of my worries i want a litmus test for like people that are allowed to be in public here's my yeah <laughs> bolt locked their doors like the chinese did during covid here, here's here, here's the question i have for you about delon right if we actually have some positive <laughs> leverage and, ex and i can't believe you brought this back to delon right how about that segue and we expect look we do everything here that's why hopefully you guys tune in you know uh Josh Los Angeles said IQ Q test. That's tough for me though, because I know some people that don't have particularly high IQs, but they're insanely productive members of society. And there are other people out there with very high IQs that have just wasted their entire lives away. So I think that, that may be a bad, that may be a bad way to look at it, but I get where you're going. Anyway, yeah. do you think there's merit to playing Delon right in a, a getting because he's not gonna have ownership? before we have any news because what if he ends up just playing 
decent minutes, like getting on the floor for enough anyway on a four-game slate to where it doesn't kill you. And all of the value that's out there doesn't perform particularly well anyway because there's not a lot of good value. We have him 8% optimal. That means he's in the optimal lineup one out of every 12 times. So, yeah. Yeah, like I, I have 2%, but I would not mind having a little bit more as just like that kind of flyer, on, a, especially on a four-game slate where the biggest contest has 100,000 entries. Certainly a differentiation point that I think is viable. He's also vi- like he's also very live to not play a single second. We haven't seen him yet, so I don't know how they feel about him or if something's up with him, something like that. If we lose one of Rogier and Hero, though, I think his ownership just immediately skyrockets. Swoop said you can't kill dumb people. Of course not, man. You prevent them from procreating. <laughs> well, I mean, kill. We can figure something out. We can, oh, we'll ask Ben what to do. Yeah, Ben Ben has some answers. Probably highly yeah. calculated answers as well. Yeah. Um, joking, of course. Anyway, let's wrap this up on the other side. Of, of course. Just yes, Josh. Uh, Sacramento Kings, second of a back to back today at home. What are we doing with Sabonis? You already mentioned that you like De'Aaron Fox. Pretty interesting spot against a shorthanded Miami team. Not yeah. the greatest matchup out there, but certainly a lot of ownership going to the Kings. Four guys right now, four players on Sacramento on DraftKings, pulling 20-plus percent ownership on FanDuel. Not as much, but still four guys at 15-plus percent ownership for the Kings. I'm over the field on all four of those guys. Okay. This is my most exposed team. Uh, Fox, I dug into deeply today. I got him at 1.28 fantasy points per minute. I'm a little heavy on his points, but I didn't really see any situation where I could take them away. He is in 59% of my lineups right now. Um, Malik Monk, 5,800. You get shooting guard, small forward. His minutes are back up again. He's playing around 27 a night. We have him 31% optimal. He's in 41% of my stuff. Sabonis at 10-2 with no other payup options. A guy that's a threat for a triple-double every time he steps on the floor. He's in 31% of my stuff. That's over the field. And then we get to my favorite play for today. This is the guy that I am going to be on much more than I think the public will, even though he's pulling 30% ownership. I have Keegan Murray in 93% of my stuff right now. 5,100. To me, just underrepresented from a price standpoint today. He's been playing way more minutes lately. 37 last time out, 35 the game before that, 35 the game before that, 34 and 34. Last five games, 34, 34, 35, 35, 37. I only gave him 33, but they have been playing Trey Lyles a little bit less. They've been playing Keegan Murray a little bit more. And at 5,100, you only need him to score 30 fantasy points and you're picking up like a correct rosterable dude. Anything north of that is just gravy. I'm going to have more Keegan Murray today, I would expect, than just about anybody else on today's slate. He's my favorite GPP play for the day. Let's do as uh, we always did. Jeremy Savage just had a 40-minute drive. This made it go by fast. Good, man. I love I love Ter- Like We have people driving. We have a lot of people that tune in that are truck drivers and stuff Yeah, that, that are driving on the road. That, that, it's good. I'm glad we can be of some assistance. Otherwise, what is life? Put me down. Anyway, let's. I, no, no joke coming from me whatsoever. Just for reference sake. <laughs> anyway, point guard De'Aaron Fox and Jalen Brunson, two favorite options that I'm getting to. Um, 
I'm not getting to a lot of Cade as of right now. If I need to point out somebody that I'm a little less interested in. It's a in. tough spot, man. It, it, it's a tough spot. And his price came up instead of down from last time out. Yeah. Shooting guard. Highest exposed shooting guards for me. Quentin Grimes, Zaire Williams, Benedict Matherin, Malik Monk. I have all four of the guys that I just mentioned in 40 plus percent of my lineup. So I didn't want to short shrift any of them. But that is where I'm consolidating most of my shooting guard. And I assume a little bit of overlap to small forward. Keep and the, an the answer would be yes. Zaire Williams, Matherin, and Monk, all small forward eligible. Only other guy that pops up for me at small forward with any sort of volume is going to be Josh Hart. Uh, I am very light on Scotty Barnes, who is pulling a bit of love today. Uh, not getting there for me. At the power forward spot, Keegan Murray, who I reiterated earlier. It's Triple J. He was in... 57% of my stuff. And then I like Gigi Jackson. I don't want to say as a flyer because he's 20% owned, but he is a guy that I'm a bit over the field on. Jalen Smith as a flyer, if that's a direction you want to go. And I froze my sheet before I got to centers, but uh, well, DeMontis Sabonis. Do... Yeah. Bam. Turner looks Any, pretty good. Like, yeah, Miles Turner. Uh, Triple J, if you're getting him in the center spot, totally fine. I don't have any problems doing that. But uh, the moment I refresh that pivot table at all, everything just went white. Not a lot of value at center today. This is mostly like mid-range and up. Yeah, it's we don't have anything really at the bottom. We would have to, and there's not really any news that's pointing us to what that would be if it were going to happen. I have my sheet back open again, so I could at least say where I'm at for center. Center is Triple J in 50%, Sabonis in 30%, uh, Miles Turner in 19 That is my third uh, most owned center option. Well, no better way to end the show than from this comment from uh, SportsWiz. If you're out of gas, no better podcast than to help pass the time. Damn right, brother. Damn right. Appreciate we didn't help you. with money, though, so uh, enjoy tr still trying to get that gas. Yep. Appreciate you guys hanging out, as always. Uh, great question, actually, Swoop. We'll close with this. Uh, best value so far? I suppose it has to be Grimes, and that's not great. Yeah, if we're talking value like, like low dollar. Yeah. Grimes is probably the only option. Ben um, might open some things up a little bit if he sits. Like Jalen Smith is 4,200 if we wanted to like treat this a little bit differently since it's a four-game slate. Like Keegan Murray at 5,100, like that's as value-y as you're getting on a day like today. Yep, Zaire Williams, 4,700. I mean, that's, you're right. There's not a lot there. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, Grimes is 26% owned. He's the only guy north of seven and a half sub 4k fun stuff as always guys and uh hey we got deeper dive live before lockdown it might just be live before lock because the four game slate but we got playback join us we had a bunch of people in chat josh as we were saying it said so they just signed up now they're gonna hang out tonight yeah hang out stay there's, for hey a there's a deeper dive tonight there is okay stay for a bit trust you got me excited man don't <laughs> do that shit to me i thought i had my i thought i, thought I didn't have a show i was pumped Stay for a bit. Stay for a while. Come check it out. We're going to find some live betting opportunities for sure. Uh, talk DFS late swap. A lot of stuff. A prize picks card. I'm sure you'll have something teed up for us there. I got and two out already. We'll have some fun. And as always, guys, you want to check out any of our packages, uh, whether it's the Sims package for a week, a month, the lineup generator, all that in the description. And Jordan can toss it in chat one more time for those of you guys listening after the fact. Appreciate you. We'll see you back here for the next one. Peace.